Hi, welcome to the Theta Game Podcast, the official podcast at ThetaGame.com. I'm your host, Junie, and thanks for tuning in. These are only my opinions, and anything said in this podcast and future podcasts should not be considered financial advice. I have stock positions and Visa. Thanks. Weekly plays, weekly plays. All right. Um, huge, huge earnings week uh, this week. You can hear me typing in the background. I'm just pulling up the earnings chart. Um, and I mean huge. This this week is going to define um, just basically how the next quarter is going to trade. You know, as you guys and girls all know, uh, tech has been on a tear. It, tech has rebounded uh, super hard, and that has brought up the entire market with it. Um, you know, some common arguments about why tech has rebounded so hard is that, you know, as people work from home, people in tech, if you got a laptop, you can work from home. Pretty good. Uh, if you work in any other industry, maybe in food or retail, people aren't going out as often, you might be in a little bit of trouble. But tech, uh, as they're the leaders of innovation right now, or if you can argue, you know, bio is also pretty innovative too, if they got their vaccines and stuff. But Tech, very innovative, are driving just humanity forward, and they're getting paid a premium um, by, you know, not only getting their loans for cheaper, say the government reduces rates, um, but just the fact that their recurring revenue stays strong because, you know, say like you're a business like Salesforce or Datadog or ServiceNow or any cloud company, uh, businesses, these businesses need each other to thrive. So like Amazon with Fastly, um, or just like Visa as a payment processor, PayPal as a payment processor, these businesses use each other in business to business relationships um, to drive profits forward. And if you can uh, adapt your workflow or just your workers to work as proficiently as possible at home, then you're doing pretty well. So that's just a little tidbit on why tech is doing uh, so good right now. So let's go and hop in it right now before open on Monday. That is tomorrow because today is June 26th, uh, 3 p.m. Um, tomorrow, Hasbro uh, before open, meaning by the time you wake up, probably Hasbro has already reported. Um, Hasbro is pretty cool. Um, I've always just been interested in it, uh, especially because they own Magic the Gathering. Um, and they re- uh, they recently released Magic the Gathering Arena, which I play pretty often. Um, but we'll see just where they go. They're releasing a lot of new products for Magic the Gathering, some premium products. Rudy uh, on from uh, Alpha Investments have, has been talking a lot about it, but that's more his thing. So you know, if you're into Magic the Gathering, I highly suggest you check them out. Um, but yeah, Hasbro, I'm not going to buy the stock quite yet. I don't know much about it, but it's just always been in the back of my head. Just like, oh yeah, they're the makers of magic. Or not the makers, they're the owners of magic. Because, uh, you know, Watsi or Wizard of the Coast is the owners. But moving on. After close on Monday, I hope none of you guys or girls play anything there. Because that just seems like a, uh, a poop shoot. Uh, before open on Tuesday, you got McDonald's and 3M. Altria, JetBlue, and Harley Davidson. Um, things to just note there: uh, JetBlue, uh, as an airline, being the premium airline, the one with good customer service, but it's a little bit more expensive, and the the, uh, the one with the more one ways. Um, 
that's probably the airline that I personally would look at the most, but I'm not into airlines like at all. Uh, maybe besides just looking at Boeing and looking at how that's playing out. Um, but if I were to look at airlines, it would be JetBlue as a choice, but not for earnings. You guys and girls know that. 3M is a company where uh, they make basically all the general products for basically everybody. They sell tape, they sell masks, they sell like if you see if you see an office supply, it's probably made by 3M. If they're paying, if you're paying for like the quality, uh, not some off-brand. Um, and you have McDonald's reporting. Uh, I have not been keeping up with fast food at all, so I have nothing to say there. Um, Oh, I forgot to mention Raytheon is also reporting before open on Tuesday. Raytheon is, of course, a defense company for the U.S. Uh, after close on Tuesday, wow, you have AMD. AMD went up super hard. Uh, congrats to Miss Lisa Su. Uh, just, you know, really making sure that their deadlines and their product features that they're promising land on time because on the other side, there's Intel who are delaying their 7 nanometer chips. Uh, until I I, th I think I saw 2021 or 2022, and wow, that's they Intel took a huge hit. AMD recouped their loss, uh, recouped Intel's losses, and AMD before earnings on Tuesday went up already 16%. So if you're if you have or if you had already bought calls as AMD for plays, like congrats, like you did it. That that in itself is the win. If you are contemplating on holding till after earnings you're gonna you're gonna be on the front page of wall street bets because you're up a lot right now and i can't imagine the reason why you'd hold on i mean you can take out some and then you know keep some rolling or you could do something you could do literally anything else with those winnings those winnings that's a lot dude or girl like that's a lot and uh if it takes you to hear this to understand that's a lot and you're like hmm, you know what junie uh yeah uh, 20 grand is, is a good, good bit of money yeah uh, it just and to put it in perspective, most people uh, like a lot of, I'd say most people don't have more than two thousand dollars in their savings account or any sort of portfolio in the United States. Look up that number. If you have more than two thousand dollars in your account, you're doing really good. I mean, minus debt. If you have if you're debt free and you have two thousand dollars in your bank account, you're doing pretty dang good. Uh, after closing Tuuesday, you got Visa. These last. Uh, nine or ten episodes, eleven episodes. I don't. I don't personally count. Uh, I've been saying that I have a long position visa. You know, in that intro when I say I have stock position visa. Thanks. <laughs> um, visa's reporting. Um, I'm excited. I don't know where exactly it's gonna go, but I believe in Visa. I like the acquisition of Plaid. Uh, if you are a developer and you know how hard it is to integrate with banks. Uh, you know Plaid is the answer. Visa acquired them, that's huge. This is not to be confused by payment processing because Square handles that um, pretty well. Or um, Stripe, sorry, Stripe handles that pretty well. Um, oh, I could already hear some of you guys and girls saying, oh, Square does handle e-commerce payments. I'm talking about Stripe and their API. It's it's a little nerdy, but it's different. Just, just, just pretend I didn't say that. Just stop, okay. <laughs> okay, then we're going to uh, still after closing Tuesday's Tuesday's a big day. Um, still after Tuesday, you got eBay, bruh. Like I've been, I've bought probably all the time. You know what? It's probably like eleven, like eleven, twelve thousand dollars worth of merchandise from eBay, and it is insane how much tax they 
ta- like they tax you or like how much sales tax and whatever is in that percentage because it's a lot. You have to pay like twelve percent of whatever you buy, and I I understand. Like, if you buy, like, I don't know, like, if you go fit, this is a really odd case, but like if you go to fishing and you want to buy, like, a hundred count of worms on eBay because someone builds a farm on eBay and wants to sell some worms, um, yeah, you can, you can purchase some worms for, like, 20 bucks and then get charged 10%. It's, like, $2 more. Not bad, not bad. Uh, but when you start buying Pokemon packs that are, like, $400 each and then you pay $40 on top, it doesn't feel good. But what does feel good about being a buyer on eBay is that eBay has this money back guarantee, which has saved me a lot. There are a lot of people, and this is getting really nerdy, there are a lot of people online that sell these packs that I specifically buy, right? Uh, but I look for very specific packs that weigh a certain weight. And I'll receive the pack and it doesn't weigh anywhere close to that weight. And so, you know, um, the seller will be like, oh, you will, you know, I don't know if I, you switched the pack or not and all this stuff. I'm like, I don't got time to, like, bicker about this. I just want my money back. I, I don't care. Um, and eBay has my back every time, and it feels really great. Um, and I'm sure that has to do with something with the 10% off the top every time. It's like almost like insurance. You can't necessarily do that with any other platform right now. Sure, you can do go on your own and go purchase and do some transaction on PayPal and use the buyer guarantee on PayPal. That's something. But you go to like Craigslist or you do anything else, uh, you're kind of you're kind of doomed. Especially if they ship it, which is why they you know they they advise you to always pick it up in person, pay in person, pay with cash, all that stuff. Um, but if you're buying things on eBay, collectibles are hard to find. You can't necessarily meet up with someone. And because collectibles are huge right now, eBay has already shown that in its price. eBay is already at its all-time high. I'm hoping eBay, for whatever reason, misses, and that's my chance to get in. Um, I'm not going to be writing puts on it because you guys and girls know I just don't play earnings at all. Like, I do super well outside of earnings. There's no reason for me to mess this all up um, because, as you know, you can do one earnings play, you could lose that, and you have to do 10 regular plays to make that up. I don't got time for that. I don't want to stress about it. I do really, really well. You can find that at www.thetagain.com slash Juni, uh, where I'm real and I show all my wins and losses. Uh, I have a killer win percentage, um, and my last lot, I mean, my losses are, you know, as a new person, you could scroll down, you'd be like, Dang, when Junie loses, he loses big. But you win so often if you stick to the plan and stay course that you end up way ahead. But as soon as you start deviating, you you get you get messed up. But I'm not gonna go into that right now because I've gone into that many many times before. But um, just want to just one more time www.thetagang.com slash juni you can look at all my winners and losers. I post all my DD on every trade. You can put you can click on the trade. I'm, I'm as real as it gets, and I'm as free as it gets. No one else does this right now because no one else is, I don't know, real. Like, you have to pay to see their stuff, and they don't, they might not even show you their quantity that they pay or, like, how much they lose, you know? Like, Fintwit is messed up, and I'm trying to change that. So, moving on. Uh, before open on Wednesday, this one is also huge it's huge well there's three of them that are huge like there's shopify boeing and spotify each huge in their own right shopify has been on a huge tear um as you all know i've made a 
very, very humble amount from Shopify. Um, and I want to continue playing Shopify, but because earnings have been coming up, I just have not wanted to play it. Like it can go either way. I'm happy for Shopify either way. If it goes past 1000 again, great, good job. If it goes down to 760, that's my magic number. If it goes down to 300, I think that's a steal, but that is so improbable that it might just happen. So I don't know, I'm not gonna play. <laughs> uh, and yes, you heard me right. It is so improbable that it might happen. Remember, nothing in the market is a guarantee. There's gonna be people that are gonna be telling you, oh, you know what? I've been making killer money selling out the money puts. You know, these will never hit, so I'm just racking up free money. And then you see people on Wall Street Bets selling puts on Tesla and they just got whacked. They got whacked, right? Like they they were selling the one though the fifteen hundreds and the fourteen hundreds. They got destroyed, dude. Like you are so red on those trades right now, and oh, if, oh my, it makes me feel good because those are the people that say, "Yeah, we're Theta Gang, baby." Yeah, that's not Theta Gang. If you can't afford those trades and you go on margin to do, you execute that short naked put. Oh yeah, I got margin that I I could afford the one hundred shares at Tesla fifteen hundred. Yeah, but that's not how it works, dude. If you're Theta and you're trading safe, you could sleep every night, no problem. That is. That's the game in like a nutshell. If you count for a max loss, you can sleep at night, no problem. If you're on margin and you sell the naked put on Tesla and Tesla is going now 5% for three days in a row, you're not gonna sleep and that's not theta game, right? So all of this is gonna, oh, this is gonna feel so good when I'm on the, on the live stream. But anyway, this, you guys are gonna girls have to deal with this for now. Um, next is Boeing. Everyone knows that Boeing is just on the teetering peak of you know, success or failure right now. Um, you know, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna talk randomly as I bring this up on my laptop because I needed to actually talk about this price point. I'm just gonna move on to Spotify while this loads. Spotify, uh, Joe Budden uh, went exclusive on Spotify, and Joe Rogan went exclusive on Spotify. Um, big two podcast people. Um, I'm just gonna say this up front because I had a really good conversation, or not a really good one, but just a nice short one. Um, of, with my friends that I live with and it's sorry I'm just bringing something out and trying to log in um, taste <laughs> Spotify treats their podcast people better I'm not I don't consider myself a podcast artist that sounds kind of weird or a podcast creator that sounds weird to you I'm just I'm just I'm just a podcast person Spotify treats their podcast people really well they give you a really nice dashboard uh, yeah, it's just a really nice dashboard. Apple doesn't give you anywhere near the cleanliness of a dashboard as Spotify, so I just never log on to the Apple one when Spotify is just gonna show me everything anyway. Um, I you know usually send out statistics on my Twitter about you know the my girl uh, retention. No, my girl. See, that sounds so weird. <laughs> I like. When girls listen to the podcast, I like showing off how many girls listen to the podcast. And I do that with Spotify. I almost said Shopify. I do that with Spotify. Um, until Apple does something really big, uh, nothing is really going to make me change it. So I feel like Spotify is just the podcast hub now too. So if NPR went exclusive on Spotify, it's over, dude. It, it is 
over. Wherever NPR decides to go, that's gonna be that's gonna be it. But NPR just might be too big to have to go to exclusive service. So we'll see. Um, moving on. I mean, before open on two, Wednesday, you also have Wingstop, Anthem, Afria, Six Flags, GM, and Blue Apron. But I'm not gonna talk about any of those. Um, well, except maybe GM. I'll just talk about it quick, quick, really, really quickly. Um, if you play with GM. You're probably not Theta Gang. I'm gonna say that. <laughs> I'm gonna say that right now. If you're if you're playing GM, you're probably not Theta Gang because you're just looking for cheap things to do. Uh, Theta Gang is Theta Gang, and the the way I built Theta Gang is just about quality plays. Remember, it's like it's velocity versus volume is not the same thing. You can make a lot of really solid plays slowly, and you'll get up to a big amount of volume. You don't need to play a lot of poopy trades to get to a lot of volume you can play a few solid solid plays and get to a large amount of trades right like it doesn't matter how many trades you have right your pop will stay somewhat the same as long as you can make your trades consistent which is why i say don't play lottos and i don't play i say don't play that stuff and you know stay away from tickers that are just not good for beginners i think gm is not a good example it's 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 too reliant on news. It's too much of a lotto play. Play play bigger market cap market cap stocks. Um, oh, but gee, I, I don't have that much money to roll or do those type of trades. Why are you making fun of me? Is it because is it because you got more money and you could do that type of trade? Bruh, 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 bruh. I I started Theta Gang doing credit spreads. Put credit spreads. Call credit spreads then they don't take nearly uh any more amount than you would with gm uh well not as much um and you can look at all this i'm like grabbing my head right now because i'm just like tricking myself <laughs> you can go to www.thetagang.com juni and you can either <laughs> yeah you see this is a feature you could either click on the expiry date and sort by expiry date and see the very first few ones um and you can see that wow Junie was trading like a hundred or two hundred dollars per trade. That's that's pretty small, you know, as a part of a system to get things going. And it wasn't until like later this year I started wheeling uh, naked puts, which require maybe like ten or twenty k or thirty k. Right. It all started with me doing a very very detailed, not detailed. I it's not complex. It's it's just a very hard set of rules. That I've discussed along through this entire podcast series, right? Like, if you listen from the beginning to end, you'll know everything that I do. It started with smaller plays and ended up bigger plays. Um, but you'll notice even my smaller plays were on plays of companies that had large market caps. I and you might argue, oh, but Judy, uh, GM does have a big market cap. Uh, it, it's pretty large, but it's not a good company. And if you're hoping for good news you're not in a good company. Uh, a good company, you're, it should just print you money. <laughs> a good company should just be able to give you good returns uh, reliably. Um, and that's like FANG stocks, if you play them properly, or tech stocks, if you play them properly. Hey, but Junior, it's a bubble, it's all gonna go down. Okay, 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 it will, it will. Just, just page me when it happens. <laughs> After it closed on Wednesday, uh, you got Facebook and PayPal, as well as ServiceNow, Teladoc, and Qualcomm. I'm not as keen on news as I was before on all of these. I know 
PayPal is one of the stocks that I really want to get into. Just like it's it's exactly like eBay, um, but I just don't feel comfortable with how high it's gone. If they dropped after earnings, that'd be incredible, but I can't bank on that, so I'm not gonna play that. Um, PayPal, you know, PayPal is the main transactor for like donations on Twitch. You know, Twitch is getting huge. Streamers are getting huge. Um, PayPal being the probably the number one. I, I you know I'm not gonna say forget I said number one. The main one of the main processors for eBay. They're they're branching away now. eBay is gonna start processing stuff on their own. But I think PayPal started gonna be there. I don't know. I that that article was super confusing. Um, but PayPal and eBay have been on a tear. I like both of them. I'm hoping that both they both miss and I'll start playing either Wheels or something with them. Or maybe I'll just straight up buy the stock. I don't know. Um, but PayPal is nice. Facebook, that boycott happened. They dipped, but they recovered. Surprise. <laughs> um, so yeah, we'll see where that traffic goes. Maybe that's good for Twitter, but Twitter's also banning political campaigns. Um, it's all up in the air. I, I can't I can't say much about any of them. But Facebook at the two thirty price point, very decent. Uh, Facebook at two hundred, I think, is a steal. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. Thursday before open, you have UPS, Mastercard, Procter and Gamble, and Comcast. Um, can't really speak to any of those. UPS versus FedEx. I'm not. I don't. I don't know much about that war anymore uh just because i haven't been paying attention to it but after close on thursday uh you probably have one of the most important uh most important earnings and that's amazon apple and google so all three report after close on thursday it's gonna be huge i'll be watching it for sure not really sure what's going to happen uh you can see tons of dd that people write up on Wall Street bets, but I'm telling you right now, no one knows where what's going to happen. Anybody that ends up being correct simply got lucky. Uh, and you know, if you are one of the people that wrote up a really long DD and you know the price did happen to go your way, uh, I mean, feel free to get triggered right now. But I'm just gonna say that you got lucky. Uh, it is incredibly, incredibly hard to know exactly what's going to happen in the stock market because if you did know exactly what was going to happen you would be right on every single one of your plays because every single reason your DD has a 100% chance of it being correct and the reason why it's going down, right? That's that's the definition of writing something purposeful and having it going down purposefully. Like you knew exactly why it's gonna go down, right? So don't, you listen to whoever you want. You have the freedom in America to do whatever and listen to whatever. Uh, I'm just giving you, I'm giving you some advice here to be very careful with who you listen to. That really sick person on Wall Street Bets and discussion thread that say they're making $1,000 for selling Tesla puts. They don't sound so sick right now. Just gonna say that. Bow. <laughs> uh, before open on Friday, you got ExxonMobil, Pinterest, Caterpillar, Chevron, and Under Armour. Nothing much to say other than I'm not entirely sure how good Pinterest is. Pinterest stock. Let me I just I'm just curious. Well, this is the live reaction to Pinterest stock price. It looks pretty decent. I'm not gonna lie. Not lying at all. Right now, Pinterest looks very ripe for a big gap up or down. 
Um, it's if you guys looked at the, if you guys and girls looked at the price right now, you'd be like, yeah, Junie's right. It looks pretty prime. I'm pretty sure the the IV on this is probably huge pins. I love I love just being able to know what the symbols are on top of my head. That's pretty good. Oh, I guess it's on the chart too. <laughs> um, yeah, seventy-eight percent. That's not bad. Um, wasn't it, I? Didn't I pull up Tastyworks for some for something? Oh, Boeing. Let's go back to Boeing real quick. Um, Boeing is hovering over the uh, fifty-day simple moving average. Uh, simple moving average, and that's pretty good and if you put put the 10 50 and 200 on the same chart which is the one that i use boeing is in for really good price action and boeing is already really good with the amount of iv that's baked into it previously like a year ago if you said that you were selling puts or selling calls on boeing i would have probably laughed because you're making like dollars uh but right now you're making like hundreds of dollars just because Boeing news can send it flying or crashing. Um, and yeah, so you need to just keep an eye out for Boeing. If you're a Boeing shareholder, uh, if you're up on your position, I would highly consider selling covered calls. I this it, See? See? I like playing earnings if it means like preserving a position or like helping position. I'm not totally against playing earnings. But... If you were a Boeing shareholder, this is not this is not tips for Boeing players. Like this is not like if you don't have a position. Oh wow, Junie says so sell a naked call. That is not what I'm saying because that is ridiculously dumb. Um, you know this goes with anything. If you if you have stock in a position and you, you're going into earnings, you need to make sure you're using uh, your theta gain knowledge to the best of your ability. If you are up on your cost basis, your cost basis is like tens of dollars away, consider selling a covered call, uh, like a really out the money one. Um, or, you know, uh, maybe sell a put at your cost basis because, you know, you're probably going to need to double down anyway. You might as well get premium on top. There are many things you can do to make your situation just a little bit better than it is right now. Um, but of course, risk and reward always have to be uh, thought about. Uh, always consider max loss and always assume that your um, your options will get assigned and that will help you a lot. But we'll go on to uh, the next section of the episode. Alright, uh, the new ThetaGang.com website updates, uh, your boy got super sick. Um, it was just really bad, um, and I'm feeling better now. It's, it wasn't COVID, it's like food related. It was just super bad, um, but I'm feeling better now today. Um, there are talks of things happening, of features coming. Um, some of them being, uh, you know, being able to follow a ticker. That's pretty cool, right? Like if you're really interested in Apple and you want to get pinged, or not pinged, maybe that's annoying, but if you want to get notified somehow, maybe in the notification section, that uh, you there was another trade that happened on the Apple ticker, you want to know about it, boom, you, you get notified. 
Um, that's going to potentially impact server costs just because that's a very big feature. Um, but we'll see what happens there. I'm kind of I'm pretty excited for it. Um, there's been talks or requests about being able to follow specific people, and a lot of you think this is a Blizzard moment for me. You know the classic Blizzard thing where they're like, you think you want classic Blizzard, but you don't. Uh, <laughs> you think you want to be followed, but I can I can almost guarantee that once you do, you're not going to like it. A lot of you... A lot of you think you guys and girls are real. Um, but you're not. Some of you are. I'll give you that. You know, if you're listening right now and you're genuinely real, I know there's a... I want to give a specific shout out to a few people that are genuinely real and that I know that are real because I keep really close tabs on like some of the, some of your trades, right? Like just making sure that like, you know, if you're talking like you're real, I, I check if you're real. And there are some that are genuinely real and that's super sick. And that's why you're going to get like a special flair or like a special icon that you're verified by Junie or something. Um, but what was I talking about? The the real thing, the real thing, the real thing. Um, being real. Uh, oh, being able to follow someone. Yeah, if you someone follows you and they get a notification every trade you do, that's kind of opening up for your trades to get like almost harassed, right? Like if you uh, post a trade and you're bearish against Tesla for some whatever reason and, you know, uh, Tesla, Tesla bulls start following you and then they start leaving you comments like, Oh yeah, of course you would lose on this because Tesla is awesome. Elon Musk is awesome. Yeah, you suck. Um, while that behavior wouldn't be okay on the website, and that person would most likely just get flat out banned, um, I can't necessarily protect you until that's reported, and that's just like a bad experience. Um, another thing is a lot of you uh, fib your numbers just a little bit. Um, you might close your trade for you might close your trade red, but you won't close it for as much as red as you really did lose. That I, that I think is the biggest culprit of being real on the website that I've been finding. Um, but that's okay, right? Like if you want to get popular enough and prove that you're real, someday someone's gonna save your profile as a bookmark and they're just gonna go to your trades anyway, right? Like I can't prevent that. Um, and I don't think I'm ever going to make it so that your trades could be private. I just don't see a reason in that for how mu however much I, like, I talk poop on being real. Um, if you want people to follow you, and if you wanna get known as being a good trader, you need to back it up. And as soon as people get a whiff that you're fibbing your numbers, you're gone. Like they're, they're gonna lose all interest. Like why would you ever lie and then like make things right again? Like there's no, there's no real incentive to do that. So, Again, that's why I urge everyone to go to www.thetagame.com slash Juni, because uh, I'm real. Literally every single price there is the exact number that I I close and open it with, and the quantity and the DD all there before I even close it, right? It's there for like even a few weeks sometimes before I close it. Um, following people is really not great. It's good if it's like, if it's not performance-based, like Instagram, while some people might argue, yeah, it's, Instagram is performance-based because it's about how much you travel, how sick your pics are, whatever. But when it comes to money, money is very sensitive for a lot of people. 
and um, some people might try to, um, you know, some people might get even woke, right? Sorry if I'm spending too much long on this topic. It's just something I've been wanting to talk about. Um, if you are one of those people that fib your wins, there's there's quite a few of them on ThetaGang.com. You know, the ones that have 90% win rates that only buy naked calls. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, right. Um, uh, you're, you're going to get got... Uh, by just one person looking at you for like a week and they're gonna just there's not gonna either they're either not gonna care or they're gonna call you out and both of them both of those are not a good um feedback loop as a user of the site so that's why i'm not putting it in (sighs) um so following tickers much better uh it's much more of a neutral um outlook uh there's nothing about um following a ticker that i see being in, like incredibly destructive um but yeah it's just a nice addition to the website um another thing people have been wanting is a notification for when they have a notification to the notifications tab i agree i think that'd be super sick i just have to get to it and do it correctly because um, as you guys and girls know thetagame.com everything on that website every single piece of padding every single button every single design decision uh, was carefully thought out. There's nothing extra on the website. There's no ads. There's no. There's no disgusting. You know, iframes for gross, needless things. Um, it's all just good content. Um, and a lot of this is sponsored or not sponsored, but funded by my patrons. So this is just a mid podcast. Thank you to all my patrons that are making this possible. Right, like. Sure, I would probably do this if I had zero patrons, but having patrons and enabling me to make this like an actual business and something that I'm really proud about talking about with like my friends in real life and like my family, it's an incredible experience and it would not be it would not be nearly as cool to talk about unless it was for my patrons. So, thank you to everyone that has previously been a patron as well cuz I know a lot of previous patrons are listening to this too. Um, we had a few like really good people that got what they needed and they left and we have a really good bunch of people now so it's like we're just keeping it going making sure slots are open for people that want to be in and um yeah just want to say one more time just thank you so much um aside from that no new updates for this week because i got super super bad food poisoning but i'll be back on track this week and i should have a really good update for you guys and girls next sunday Thanks. Oh yeah. Okay. So you got got. Um, there are no good stocks to wheel for under a thousand dollars. There are no good stocks to wheel under $3,000. There are maybe one or two stocks that are good um, under $5,000, and then things start opening up past $10,000. It's a hard pill to swallow, and it's not me making fun of you because you're poor or because of anything, because I know at one point in my life my investment portfolio, and that's a very fancy way of saying my Robinhood account, uh, <laughs> was under like 300 bucks. I remember the, my very first trade ever 
I think was buying like 10 Blizzard shares uh, at V, ATVI, when it was trading at 13 bucks. And I remember it going up like 10 cents and then me selling the 10 shares and feeling really good when I paid $5 commission on top. Having, having a lot of money doesn't make you a better trader. It, it will probably just destroy you even faster, right? There are a lot of smart, very bright people on Wall Street Bets that don't have friends, that need a social circle, um, and they just get influenced by the wrong influences. You make, you know, a decent 130K a year. You uh, put away some money, maybe, you probably don't. Um, and you're spending money on FDs and just throwing that away. Um, you can do that uh, with a smaller account, right? You know, you have maybe a thousand or two thousand, three thousand dollars in a savings account, and you, you know, look at Wall Street bets, and you're like, "Yeah, I can do that. I can make, I can make 10x with this money. I can make turns into 30k, and I can start day trading, and then it's all from there, right? After you pass the 25k mark, it's all good. Um, but you know, there's a select few of you that listen to this podcast that might not have as much money to invest. Um, I think you guys and girls are on the right track. And I'm, this is, if you have over like 10K in your portfolio to trade with, uh, this episode's really not for you. Unless if you have trading habits like this. If you if you saw the title of this podcast episode and was like, ooh, yeah, this is, looks good, um, then maybe you got got to. And I, hopefully this, this, this explanation or this opinion of mine helps Let's change that. Um, it's all about the quality of your plays. I had a previous episode, I think, about talking velocity versus volume, and this is more like just a rendition on that, but just with a more relatable topic or you know clickbait title. Um, there's no good stock to wheel below 1K because there's no stock under $10 that I can genuinely be happy about owning. Look at a example like Nikola, like the, like, yes, the electric car company. A lot of people were screaming on top of their lungs when it was trading at, what, like 80 bucks. This is the future. This is the only other real competitor to Tesla. Uh, look at their investor video. This is a hold for life. I'm going to double down at 40 bucks. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing, I'm going all in. This is the future. Bears, you guys are you guys are you guys are dumb and you smell funny because Nikola's the best. And now Nikola's at thirty bucks. Soon, maybe it might be at ten bucks. Still not gonna be a good stock to wheel at ten bucks. The the reason why I bring this up and the reason why I've I'm trying to choose my words really carefully and not just not trying to scream into the mic saying like quit picking. Sh- bad stocks um because i want to motivate you and not just straight up trigger you remember on the podcast i care on twitter i want to trigger you super hard but on the podcast i genuinely care right like you need to get your mindset into picking up stocks that you genuinely like i'm not talking about oh this stock is really good for because it's it's a value play. Oh, this stock is making you know decent money and it shows some promise. And it, the stock is cheap. You need to start looking at stocks f- 
for the company, not for the stock value. If you look at the stock market or just look, look at life without price tags attached, that's how you should look at stocks. But Junie, uh, I want to do some of these naked wheels that you do all the time. Uh, but I don't have the 30K. This is where I always advise that you gotta, you gotta get your life straight. You just like collectibles, like, like, like these magic cards or these Pokemon cards that I buy. You need to get your life straight before you do this stuff. If I didn't have my IRA maxed out, if I didn't know that my retirement wasn't gonna be okay, I wouldn't be buying this stuff. This stuff makes me happy. I enjoy looking at it. Some of it's pretty frivolous. I know my girlfriend look, <laughs> looks at me kind of funny when I buy this stuff, but uh, it's because I have the capabilities to do it. Hey, but Judy, I could buy this. I could buy a Pokemon pack if I wanted. It's only 400 bucks. It's all, it's all about if you got everything else settled. Do you have your IRA unlocked? Do you have a 401k that you're matching? Do you have um, like just an, an investment portfolio that grows long? Like, Do you have a stock portfolio? Oh, yeah, yeah, I have some stock. Uh, I have some Vida that I picked up last week. Uh, no, I'm talking about like a long portfolio that you don't touch and all you do is put money in it, right? Like you need to have all of these set up and then you do the fun stuff like trading cards or theta gang trades. It sounds pretty counterintuitive to be like, oh, don't use my system. Make sure you get everything else first. Uh, because you know, you expect like a guru to be like, no, this will get you rich fast. This will this is this is it. But I'm real, I'm protecting you guys and girls, right? Like I would rather have you, you know, not go through what I went through to learn all this. That and that's why I'm so confident and so good at tricking people on Twitter because I, I, I know what pulls the strings when you're feeling down and hopefully that's where you snap and you like get your get your life together because that's just not good if you if you get if you get triggered by some random person on Twitter anyway the reason why you can't wheel something good at 1k is because stocks under 10 dollars there's a reason why they're un under ten dollars um, the way that you should start wheeling companies is, you know, find that stock that is publicly known by a lot of people and go from there. Like Twitter and Snapchat are probably the smallest uh, or the cheapest stocks I could think of that have a mass following. Uh, you can debate like uh, Blue Apron and stuff, but that stuff is super volatile. Like I don't, I don't, I don't dig that for for doing wheels because. Uh, you might be thinking, oh, gee, but your blue apron is it's a uh, super volatile, so that's more volatility premium, and so you can uh, sell options on it for uh, more expensive. It makes <laughs> it makes total sense. It does on paper, but realistically, when you get a signed blue apron and then it's the stock tanks because someone catches COVID from opening a delivery package, you're gonna you're gonna cry, right? You're gonna be. You're gonna be hosed. You're gonna be in a position, you're gonna be in hundreds of stock in a stock that you don't enjoy and you can sell for a loss and then you're gonna be like, oh, staking strategies don't work, this is stupid. The reason why a lot of my plays work out in the end uh, is because I actually hold on to my profit trigger. Like I hold on until my trigger either works or I get assigned. It's, not, it's nothing in between besides maybe er exiting early if earnings date change or something drastic. But most of the time, most of, most of my trades, 
start out red. Like I open it, I'm instantly down $50 because I got hosed by the slippage. Thank you, Shopify. But in the end, I end up with either $400,000, $2,000 in profit because I held. Even when Shopify goes down 5% two days in a row, minus 5%, minus 5%, uh, and then you know it coasts for a little bit and it spikes 12%, boom, boom, bam, bop, bada, bing, bop, pow. Like I'm, I, I exited with a profit of like 400 bucks. That, that actually happened, that was my last Shopify trade. A lot of people would have started the wheel, saw the negative 5%, you know, maybe they're like, oh yeah, you know what, Junie says stick to the plan, always assume max loss, hell yeah. And then they get the next day another 5% loss, and then they're like, you know what, Junie, this is not right, you don't assume max loss, you gotta get out of this, this is tanking forever, dude. Uh, and they exit. But then, you know, you go to my profile, and you're like, wow, Junie made it okay. Oh, wow, when did he open this? Oh yeah, right before the, to the two negative five day uh, drops. Wow, he held on to that? Oh dang, he exited after the, the plus 12% gain or the 8% gain that day? Dude, wow, yeah. Wow, I would have done the same thing. I would have done the same thing. He just got lucky. This is how it all starts, right? You gotta be okay with wheeling a company you really believe in and I don't think that there is a stock that you can genuinely believe in for under 1K. Uh, it'd be hard to argue if there's a stock that you truly believe in that's under 3k. You can always bet for the underdog. I'm not against that. But when it comes to wheeling, just buy the stock outright if you want to just wheel something under 5k. But then you're, you know, wondering, look, like, what can I wheel under 5k? You know, look at Snapchat, look at Twitter, but that's a, that's those are the exceptions. Like I still don't think that's a good use of your capital, especially if you don't have your IRA maxed out. But this episode's not about the IRA. It's just illustrating the point that if you're looking at theta gang plays for under 1k, you're not you're not in the right mindset. There are different things you can do under 1K. You know, you don't have to wheel all the time. I think wheeling is the safest thing, especially if you follow all the rules. But for under 10K or for under 1K, you can do 10 $100 max loss trades. I mean, that's possible. You know, just do a spread of uh, a put credit spread or call credit spread $1 wide. That's, that's decent. That will get you into the zone where you're thinking like, wow, this is... This is really gonna work because uh, you know most of the time you're winning. You lose one time and you're out a hundred bucks or almost a hundred bucks, and then you have to win ten more times to make that up. But that should get you in a good habit to actually learn the price movement and stuff. A wheel won't necessarily do that because you get assigned one time on the wheel under one k, and now you're stuck in a stock that's not doing so well because you got assigned and you don't like it as much as you like Apple or as much as you like Boeing or Tesla or Amazon or any of these bigger market cap stocks. So, you know, I think that's it. I hope that drove the point home. Um, you need to get your life together. <laughs> um, I need to get my life together too. Just me. My, my, my life is... My life is not as happy as you guys are gonna think it is. I'm not. This is not me showboating. Oh, look! Look at my life. My life is awesome. It's not. My life is pretty average, but I enjoy it because I look at the bright side of things. But 
you need to make sure that your life is put together before you do frivolous things. I'm not saying don't go to Coachella. I'm not saying don't do this, don't eat out. I'm not saying that. This is not a fire podcast. It's not the financial independence, early retirement type of thing. Like I don't, I don't care about that. I'm talking about to put you in the best scenario to succeed for stocks. You, the only thing that defines a good trader or a bad trader is the net profit. You can be a really good trader if you buy a hundred YOLO calls on Amazon and you end up a millionaire and then you stop and then you end up just being a millionaire, I would consider you a good trader because you know that that was luck and you just exited. That is a good trader, right? Like a bad trader would put that money back in and continue trying to roll it and do the same stupid plays of buying 100 of YOLO stocks and YOLO options and losing it all, like what Wall Street Bez is famous for. Um, a good trader is defined by a good P&L, uh, just flat out, which I think drives a lot of people to lie um, even on a platform that's driven by a real person, right? It's, it's pretty weird that people still do it, but it happens. It's very ego-based. Um, but having good P&L is good, and what will lead you to there is getting free money. For example, if you put money in your IRA, that money is not taxed, uh, whereas your gains on your Robinhood you know, portfolio tax up to like 30, 40%, which is insane to think about, right? You have to pay Uncle Sam the 30, 40% of whatever you win. Um, and then your uh, 401k, uh, you could get that matched by your employer. Maybe you just put in 2% because they match your 2%. That's double your money for free. So that is pretty good. Um, and then you can have an individual stock portfolio with Betterment or Wealthfront or whatever. Um, and grow that. Uh, they reinvest your dividends for you. You're always with the market, and you know that might scratch your itch um, to not not have to play plays all the time. Because I know a lot of people are like, um, "Wow, Junie, you don't play that many you know, option plays." Um, or you know, some days they'll be like, "Wow," you, or newer ones might come in and be like, "Yeah, I trade. I trade a lot more than you." And I'm wondering why you don't trade as much. It's like. I look for quality. I look for plays that I genuinely want to assume max loss on. I don't like assuming max loss on things that make me end up in bad positions that I'm not proud to talk about, right? Like if I get assigned on uh, Blue Apron, I'm not gonna gloat about that, so I don't wanna do it. Uh, if I get assigned on Shopify, not bad, I wouldn't mind, right? Like I, you have to fundamentally believe in whatever you invest in, and that's what Theta game kind of distorts if you listen to it from most other people, and because most, a lot of people would advise you to open as many trades as you possibly can and let the numbers work out, but that's not the right way to do it. And I'm going to change that. We're going to change that. Um, but that might just be for another episode. Be careful you listen to. Get your life straight before 1K. Um, and when you do get your life straight, say say you. Maybe you do have all this stuff and you're now getting ready to, to start. I say, because you have everything locked away, you have your IRA maxed out, you have 401k matched, you have a start portfolio that you regularly invest into, for Theta Gang, uh, save up. Just save up. You make a lot of money if you're doing all of that already. If you're putting away $6,000 a year, you're matching 401k, you do auto deposits somewhere else, and you have your financials in place, you pay your rent on time, you, you I don't know, you, you make sure you can eat out whenever you want to eat out and all that stuff. When you get to options trading, because it is very frivolous, it's a, it's a luxury. This is not a way to make money consistently. And this, by, by the way, I turn away people that say like, 
Junie, I'm looking to you know, start trading options uh, because I'm re- retired. And I want to make some side income. I immediately reject you. Like I don't want I don't want any pressure on on you to make money because options are incredibly dangerous. But it's not talked about enough because the people that are good at options take advantage of you guys and girls. Um, but anyway, anyway, I I don't want to talk about that. Um, just be careful what you listen to. Uh, save up for the money if you have everything lined up. Save up 10K and that'll get you started really well. If you have a mass amount of money and you have everything in line, I think 30K is the perfect amount. That seems like a lot. And you're like, Junie, wow, I, I don't have nowhere close to that. That is the goal. If you are around like 2K or 1K right now and you're, you know, you were dying to invest that 1K to wheel into something, but hopefully now you're not. Um, because hopefully if you don't have all those things in place, you're gonna look up how to invest in an IRA, you're gonna uh, you know, look into your 401k plan at work if you have one, and then you're gonna look up individual stock portfolio from one of these online banking sites. Once you get that in place, just start saving. Save, 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 get your first 10k in, it's awesome. If you have a, if you have 20k available, maybe in a savings account that you truly just want to be in the market instead, do that, I don't know. It's really up to you, but I'm just letting you know, 1K, not enough for Theta Yang. Uh, maybe you can, or not enough for, definitely not enough for wheeling. Maybe okay enough for Theta Yang if you're learning, but not for wheeling, because wheeling, you're doing one $1,000 play with put credit spreads or call credit spreads. You could do 10 of them with a $100 max loss on each with a $1 spread. Many ways you can trade. Uh, just some ways are fundamentally better for beginners because it's simpler to do and you just need to be cognizant of all these choices and evaluate risk and reward on your side before you act um, yeah it 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 really makes it really hurts me just knowing that there are other people like using this name and like either using it to gloat on the really risky positions or you know just teaching things that they've learned from like just reading online articles instead of like actually doing it you know like oh be in as many positions as you can that is like the worst advice i could ever give someone oh my goodness um but yeah i'm just going to the outro i hope you guys and girls enjoyed this episode um i feel like i'm back to normal after after this episode this was good this gave me a lot of energy i got me fired back up um and yeah i'm excited to see you guys and girls next week uh stick around for the outro uh if you want i know it's kind of long um but i'll be talking about twitch if you want to listen to it but otherwise peace out and enjoy the rest of your day Okie dokie, uh, quick extended shout out to Beastmo, JJ, The Messiah, Ncis88, Yoko, Wangle, TMG, I always want to say Wangle, MTG, uh, Webgem, HD, Crouton, Shifty, Russian Bot, Abstracto, Walco, Rusty, Expert Bruno, Dilly, Trucker Ben, Wiggy Hunt Jr., Omar Little, Kaput, Hermes, 
Krispy Kreme Boy, Aura Guy, The Jester, Laser Reserve, Matthew Hans, Cappuccino, Cheddar, Los Caritores, Saltwater Cure, Dissentia, Cowabunga Dudes, Chicken Ditter, Bat Trader. Wow, that's different saying backwards. Just Said It, Big War 2, Leo Jetson, Grandpa 95, Menno Dum Dum, Deep Gift, Moose Ninja, Anthony 511, Nah, Kate, uh, Bruce Dotio, Joshola, Candor 1000. Dude, I gave Candor the sickest flair. It was called Iron Candor. <laughs> Uh, DM Butsaldum. I'm gonna, I'm gonna yeah, uh, I'll say it like that for now on. <laughs> Baked Potato, BK Trade, Nils, Hetty, Dan J, GJ Wilson, Craig Thomas, The Theta Boy, Mitch Brady 7, Snowling, Nomads, Mr. Creator, Mr. Crypto Trading, Hunter Joe, Gaines Goblin, aka 11 Token, Rico 168, 168, uh, John Chen, uh, Mikos, Nick Fires, Slow Motion, Mike D, French Shock Duck, and Lifesaver. If you guys and girls didn't notice, that was the list backwards. Um, let's see. Uh, this is just another reminder. If you use the Theta Gang referral code, a lot of you have. Uh, and if you want to redeem that for your flair and a month of the Twitter alerts, hit me up in my email, juniathetagang.com. Uh, just be ready to send me your full name and the number, or not the number, but your name that you signed up with so I can verify you on the list that they give me on every 15th of the month. Um, I'll get you signed up. There's a lot of you that haven't redeemed it, and it, it warms my heart to know that there's just good people that just want to help support. Um, but also, don't feel bad if you want to cash it in. I'm not gonna look at you and be like, "Oh, this this person's just doing it for the flair or whatever." Like, I I I have my end of the promise to keep, and if you want to do it, like, just just email me, juniathetagame.com. Speaking of the email, juniathetagame.com is my email. You can send bug reports there. Uh, please send screenshots if you can. Uh, you can send feature requests, or you could leave a compliment, or you could diss me. Doesn't matter. Um, what else? What else? Uh, Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/ThetaGang. I don't know what seats are open. I've recently not checked. <laughs> I'm not. I've recently not checked. Um, I'm assuming that there's some spots on the $100 tier. I'm pretty sure all the 120 spots are open, or some of them are open. Um, all up to you if you want to sign up. Um, you get, what do you get? You get access to the Discord, um, where you can talk to me one-on-one, -on -one, um, and just have a good community. No, like, I make sure there's no, uh, like, Wall Street Bet stuff in there. Um, we'll occasionally talk about it, but if you have a genuine question, you have tons of people that are like-minded that will help, uh, both guys and girls, which is super awesome. And if you are a girl, um... You know, I want you to feel safe uh, in this environment. There's no, there's none of that sexist stuff that you see on like other social networks. Like I make sure that it is super PG when it comes to that stuff. So um, just make sure that like you know, or not make sure you definitely don't feel pressured to or anything. But like if if you feel like joining, um, this is a safe environment for you to learn. Um, let's see what else. Uh, Twitch, 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 um, two weeks. In two weeks, I'll f doing, I'll be doing my first live stream. I'm like stuttering because I'm so nervous, but I'm also super excited. Um, right now, uh, I'm basically just setting up my set. I think I have all the details that I want, um, minus a few things for the patrons. I think I want to make them like moderators or something or some some symbol in the chat i don't know how twitch chat works i'm i wish i did 
Um, but I want to get my set ready. Like, I want to buy a nice shelf for the background to show off my Pokemon packs, my Magic cards, and my Magic t-shirts. Um, but, yeah, I think it's going to be once a week or twice a week. Uh, Monday and or... Or Wednesday and or Monday. Uh, did it matter if I switched it? I don't think so. Um, but, yeah. Uh, you know, Monday... Uh, 7 p.m. or something for like stock questions or uh, you know uh, options questions that like you come in and you ask a simple one and then I show off my knowledge because it's a random question and then you guys can girls can see that oh wow Junie just didn't look all this up on Google and talk about it on the podcast <laughs> so it'd be pretty it's gonna be pretty cool um, and I mentioned before like if you're I don't know how you listen this far in this podcast and don't care about options, but if you <laughs> if you don't care about options and you just want a cool place to study or you just want like some random feel good content, like the, the the live stream will not just be about stocks. That's something that I can promise right now. It's gonna be a feel good live stream. It's gonna be very positive, uh, and we're gonna we're gonna go from there. It's gonna be very fun. It's gonna be lighthearted. And, uh, yeah, if you ever feel lonely, just stop on by. Just chill. You don't even need to chat. Just just chill. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see. What else? Yeah, two weeks for a live stream. We're getting to the 1% territory now. Uh, I th- No, no, I still have a little more. Um, I want to sell stickers because I feel like a lot of people want stickers, but I don't want to sell stickers individually because I feel like a lot of people will order stickers and if I had to ship stickers out to everybody that ordered them, I feel like that would take up too much of my time. So I need to basically package it with something that everyone wouldn't buy, which you know, which sounds messed up. But I'm the only I'm the only person doing this, so you're messed up for thinking it's messed up. <laughs> um, so I'm thinking I'm gonna do my next batch of hoodies just because I'm pretty experienced with the hoodie stuff already. Um, you guys and girls heard it here first. The hoodies will be made from the same hoodies that uh, Supreme uses. Uh, I found out what blanks they use and I have uh, all of it basically just ready to go. Uh, I just basically need to just pull the trigger on it. Um, they won't have the first edition. They won't have this, uh, they won't have the first edition stamp. They won't have your username. It's gonna be super clean, just the logo. Uh, and I'll have an update for you guys and girls next week. I think it's about time that, I'm just gonna, li- I'm gonna list that right here. And I'm gonna take my time while I list it because this is the outro and this is where I get to take my time. So I'm going to my script here. I'm gonna type in uh, discuss progress on hoodies. Yeet. <laughs> okay, um, so that's underway. And the stickers will be available with uh, with the purchase of hoodie. Also, I think hoodies, even these hoodies are really, really good quality. And I think they're gonna be cheaper than the hoodies that were previously sold. So the reason why this is is because a lot of more, a lot more work had to go into those hoodies because of the username and the the, the first edition stamp, whatever, being on the sleeve. Um, but this being a more quality hoodie and being cheaper, if you didn't get a hoodie before, this is your number one chance to get one. Uh, this is going to be the best deal to get one. And the previous hoodies I think sold for a hundred dollars, like flat. I think shipping was like free. Um, but these hoodies, I'm gonna aim for 60, but we'll see where that goes. Maybe patrons get a discount code and they get some amount off. Um, I don't know, it's just, having a project like this, 
here we go. Going into my 1% rant. I'm sorry if that clap was too loud. Uh, where's my 1% rant? Um, having a project like Fading is super dope because I get to not only build the website and flex my knowledge on all these nerds that think like, oh yeah, I code too. Wait, no dude, you don't code like me, bruh. Uh, I code every day, uh, besides when I'm food poisoned. <laughs> Right, like I really enjoy this stuff. There are people that join this industry that just code for the money. I enjoy the money a lot, but I enjoy coding way more. But having this project Theta Gang and being able to do merchandise and then having a community behind it and just having fans, it's all super dope. And I just wanna say that um, just up front. Um, one thing that I was previously going to talk about in the podcast, but I did reserve for now, just because I feel like it's more politically correct to just leave it here because most people don't stay this long, is that like every like week and a half maybe, I get some email um, about someone either telling me about like a competitor, like I'm using air quotes here, or like an, an ask for me to collaborate with them. Um, you know, first and foremost, like I don't, this is my Kanye moment of all Kanye moments. And you guys and girls know how sad I could get sometimes and that I don't have that much of a self-esteem when it comes to, like, I don't know, just about, like, <laughs> about being sad boys forever. Ooh. <laughs> um, I, get, I get these requests a lot. And I literally want to reply back, like, I want to check them. I want to be like, well, I know that you're going to quit in like a week or two after it gets hard and uh, that's why I don't want to pair up with you. Or um, I don't care about that competitor because they're gonna give up in like three days after they post their first few mock pictures on Reddit saying, oh look Reddit, look what I made. Do you guys think this is cool? Post, comment down your features that you love on this. Where the heck is the progress on those? I've been emailed or pinged about like on those like at least 14, 15, 16 times, around there. Somewhere around that number uh, this year. I still don't see a competitor. Hey, Junie, I made this thing that looks exactly like, or that works kind of like Theta Gang, but I put more features on it because it's, in, so it makes it better. Do you want to collab? No. <laughs> no way, dude. You don't understand what it takes to make this platform a success. You don't understand that having more features actually is a bad thing for something like this. Um, you need to make sure that your your users really feel in control and really understand how to use all the features you build in. Because the thing that I dislike the most, I don't, I don't like using the word hate a lot of the time, is the thing that I dislike the most is when people think that adding features brings people. It does not, right? People think placing ads brings people. That is true, but does it make people stay? No, right? Like you can say, oh, you know what? Uh, my my website, Beta Gang, it has all these features and it's way better than Junie's. I don't, dude, it's okay to be aware of competition. It's okay. But if you get obsessive about competition, you're going to get got, right? Like I can listen to people saying, Oh, there's X, Y, and Z out. Are you worried about this Juni or like, do you, have you heard about this Juni? And I'm like, no, like I don't need to, right? Like I'm focused on my platform. I'm building it my way. And as selfish as that sounds, you're you're probably you might be thinking like, you know, you know, second opinion might be good, or like 
why don't you get like a partner or why, why don't you let these people help you? I don't like doing that because theoretically they slow me down. I work really late sometimes and you guys and girls know that. Like my, my Discord knows that. Sometimes I post like updates like at 3 a.m. And that's because I'm genuinely into it. And for me to ask someone else to be as into Theta Gang as I am is is setting me up for failure. I'm not, I can't expect this much passion from someone, um, from anybody else but me. Um, and that's it. And I know that anybody else that's doing this has looked at the Theta Gang website, right? Like they, uh, you know, sometimes when people post these uh, solutions are Reddit, and in the comment section, I even saw in the last one that I was linked, someone's like, How's, how does this differ from the website? And the the, the, the poster said, uh, you know, the Theta Gang website doesn't track wheels. Like, you don't think ThetaGang.com isn't going to track wheels one day? Like, good luck, good luck, and your UI looks like poop. Like, people, uh, this is, it reminds me of me, and this is why I don't, I don't straight up diss you. I will reply to you maybe if I'm not too busy, right? Like just because I don't reply to everyone, I've mentioned that before. This is not like a big head statement. I just get a lot of emails. The reason why I don't straight up diss you or like reply very rudely or very bluntly is like, or to give you even like real advice, is because I understand the enthusiasm if you're a junior uh, coder, because I've done projects all my life. None of them have taken off until Theta Gang. I have done projects all my life. None of them have taken off till Theta Gang. Theta Gang is my moment to shine right now because of all the projects that I've done before. And I was lucky enough to have positive reinforcement on all my other projects to keep going. So, and I've never had someone straight up say my project sucked. And I'm not going to start that trend, right? Um, but there comes a time when you need to realize if you're genuinely doing this because you want to do it or if you are looking for clout. If you build your tool, if that Reddit user built his or her tool to track their own options progress, that's sick. That is super sick and you should continue doing that. Thetagang.com started as an Excel sheet, basically an Excel sheet. It wasn't an Excel sheet, but it was like, it basically worked like an Excel sheet. You'd be able to go there and all there was was my trades. It was, it was just my trades. It didn't even say Juni. It was just, just my trades. Um, until you start doing something for yourself and just yourself and you don't talk about it, right? Like this podcast, I don't, I have a real life Instagram, right? I, I don't tell anybody about the podcast or or the, um, the website. And it's crazy that I get random DMs from like friends that I've met long ago that are good friends now that say, hey, um, Junie, like, I, I, saw, I saw that you have this podcast uh, from this community they've been talking about. It. I'm like, that is so sick. That is so sick, right? Like, I don't, I don't need this for clout. Betagame.com will always exist as long as I trade options and that's probably gonna be for the rest of my life. Because I personally benefit from it. This is the advice that I want to give to the people that say that they want to collab or that they say that they um, built this new tool that's better than Theta Gang, right? Is that if you're doing this for yourself, 
That's so sick. That is super sick, and you should keep doing it. But if you're looking for clout, you're going to give up. And, you know, maybe me saying you're going to give up is going to make you work on it for a month longer, but you're eventually going to give up. And that's that. I think, I think that you should never put down someone if they're motivated, right? Like, I am a very good programmer. I think I'm very good. Uh, and people come to me all the time. My real life friends, uh, like come to me like all the time with like their side project. And they ask like, "What do you think of this? Like, uh, wh where can I take this? What can I do with this?" Or, and I just all I do is hype them up and help them succeed. I see all the pitfalls. I see all these bad things that, or not bad, but all these things they could do differently. But I don't put my opinion on it. I just make sure that they stay motivated because all my other projects for Theta Gang did not take off. Theta Gang is now taking off and I'm taking full advantage of it and I'm making sure that my vision doesn't get lost because I have been wanting to do this for so damn long and I'm finally getting my, my way with it. So thank you for listening to the long rant. This is just a snippet into you know a daily life of, you know, someone that owns stadygame.com and gets pinged somewhat frequently about other competitors or other solutions. It's like, I'm just doing me. And, you know, real recognizes real. Uh, you know, the people that do those type of solutions, do they have option success? Do they know the correct metrics to track, like the ones that actually matter? Like, do Gamma, Vega, and Delta really matter? Like, do you have to know them back-to-back -to, -back to become successful in trading? No, because I don't really... I understand the important parts of each, but I wouldn't be able to tell you how one affects the other and dollar price. I wouldn't be able to do any of those calculations. I need Google for that. Um, it makes the UI cluttered, and, like, maybe it detracts people from being motivated to do, do options because the UI is cluttered and all this. I think about all this stuff uh and i think it shows and i think you guys and girls can tell and that's it so um yeah thank you for listening to this extra long podcast i thought today was gonna be shorter than usual but i really do appreciate everybody that does listen this far it means a lot sorry there's no one percent flair um but maybe you'll come back uh maybe maybe i'll bring it back during a twitch episode actually i'll do that uh, bring back 1% flare during Twitch. Beast. Okay. Awesome. I will see everybody next week. Thank you for listening. Bye.